Wake up, Elvis Army. This is the fifth episode of Daily Dose of Vitamin E, brought to you live from Italy by Gaia, aka Pocketful of Elvis. Today I'm gonna talk about one of the most read books in the Elvis Presley community, Elvis and Me. This book was written by Priscilla Baulieu, Elvis' only wife and mother of his child, Lisa Marie Presley. I am not, not talking about her. I'm talking about the book. Now, I don't want to start a fight about Priscilla or anything, so please let me say my opinion, and if you have anything in contrary, just message me and we'll talk about it. First of all, this book wasn't only written by Priscilla, but also by Sandra Harmon. Maybe if some facts are wrong, it might be because of the ghostwriter, even if I don't really believe that all of this book is truth on golden pages. At first I was very happy to read it, because I thought it was such a clear and close look to Elvis' love life, but instead, it was completely different than I thought. It turned out to be the best fanfiction ever written. Like, the first chapter is, it was 1977, and the second one, it was 1956. This is how to confuse a person in some seconds. The book opens with this quote. Don't criticize what you don't understand, son. You never walked in the man's shoes. Obviously by Elvis. Now, I think that this is the perfect example on how we should read this book or anything written or connected to Priscilla. Of course, without her, Graceland wouldn't be able to be visited. Thank you, woman. But after all she did to Elvis, it makes me just want to... The first chapter makes it look like Priscilla was devastated by his death, but some other people have reported to see her laugh in an Elvis room or some other room when the funeral was held. I can't believe Vernon's words, Joe's words, even if there are some lies there too. For example, Priscilla writes that Joe tried to do the mouth-to-mouth resuscitations, while instead Joe himself affirmed that he never did, considering that Elvis' mouth was closed. There are many theories about what happened that afternoon. We won't know anything until 2027, since Vernon sealed the autopsy until then. In the second chapter there is written, I liked Elvis, but not as fanatically as many of my friends. Which is a complete lie. Susan Finstead wrote in her book, Child Bride, that Priscilla and her best friend would fantasize even sexually about Elvis. Priscilla's mama would take her to see his movies such as Love Me Tender and Priscilla would come home after and dream about Elvis. Who wouldn't do that? I mean, I understand her here. Some lines later, Priscilla contradicts her own line. Then he began moving with sexuality. Despite myself, I was attracted. Randomly, in the same chapter, she moves to 1959, which was the year when she met Elvis. She knew he was coming to Germany, and even if she made it look like she didn't, she was very happy to move there. He introduced himself as Curry Grant. Yup, sure, Scylla. Some people believe it was him who approached her, but he said that it was her who approached him. I don't really know what to believe, so I guess I'll just skip this part. Then she tells about the meeting. She writes that he said, Hi, I'm Elvis Presley. When instead, some of his friends who were there at the meeting have reported that he said, 
Hi, hi, I, 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 I'm Elvis Pretzel. This would have been more like Elvis, in my opinion. Still, in the second chapter, she talks about the sexual experience. As we all know, Elvis wanted Priscilla to remain a virgin, which she never was, not even when she met him. And for that reason, he never gave love to her until their wedding. Nevertheless, Priscilla writes that they stayed in his room in Bad Nauheim naked, with his thing standing high. <coughs> huh. Joe Esposito wrote in his book that Priscilla was just one of the girls to Elvis. At first, she wasn't any special, because Joe himself said that after Priscilla left, usually around 1 or 2 in the morning, Elizabeth Stefaniak, who was his secretary, would take her place in Elvis' bed. Also, Elvis admitted he saw Priscilla as his little sister, and when she later broke up with him, it felt like he was letting his daughter go. He helped her grow up, but Priscilla felt like he was the father she never got to meet. Moving on, as soon as I finished reading this book, I wanted to throw it in the ocean. Yet I kept it, because since I cosplay Priscilla, I could have used it for some videos and such stuff. Have you guys watched the movie from this book? Because I have, and honestly, yes, it's a great movie, but it's based on wrong facts. Plus, the guy who plays Elvis doesn't even look like him. I look more like Elvis than him, oh my god. In my opinion, I think that the best Elvis actor to ever exist is Kurt Russell. He met Elvis, therefore he really knows how to portray him in a fair way. Drake Milligan is great too, but I prefer Kurt. Anyway, th 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 this is not about the best actor in the world. Going back to the topic, I understand that Priscilla was just a kid when she met Elvis, but she knew what was expecting her. Her man was a hunka hunka burning love, surrounded by women and always busy for his movies, music and all the job. She couldn't force Elvis to stay home with her, which he wouldn't do, even if it was me. Elvis was a free man, he decided the rules, and those rules you had to follow. Elvis hates fish, there, no fish. Elvis wants his woman to be dressed in a tight dress around him and a big non-skirt when in public, that you have to do. Elvis was a jealous man, not controlling though, just jealous. He trusted Priscilla, but we know how things ended. None of them was really loyal to each other. While he was married, he had an affair with Susan Henning, the merman didn't live a little, love a little. Then after that, Priscilla has an affair with Mike Stone, an Elvis friend. This hurt me the most because he thought that Mike was a friend. He invited him and Chuck Norris at Graceland at this concert in Vegas, while Priscilla kept eyeing Stone just in front of Elvis. I honestly don't care if she hears this. This is what I think and nothing or nobody can change my mind. The only thing they have in common is Lisa Marie. They weren't made for each other. Otherwise, they wouldn't look at other people. Elvis looked at girls, Scylla looked at boys, and that's normal, but not at the cheating point. Elvis just wasn't the marrying kind, and we all know that. He just wanted a woman to be there at Graceland for when he needed a hand, when he needed some comfort. Priscilla didn't like him talking about God or anything, then as soon as he died she started to believe in Buddhism. What a snake! Priscilla was just the opposite of Elvis' ideal woman. Sure, she had the looks, but not the personality. 
You can't change someone who's cold naturally. He said to Linda. There, I think... Honestly, I think Linda was the perfect woman for him. She loved him for who he was. Sure, she left. But she didn't leave him. She left the lifestyle. At the funeral, in fact, she was crying so much. There is a picture. While Priscilla just left, as we said before. Anyway, I don't really know what to say more. I think I ranted enough. <laughs> so guys, thank you all for listening and for trying to have a great time. Once again, if you love Priscilla, good for you. I'm happy for you. I did this episode because I wanted to talk about the book, but I'd rather not talk about Priscilla. I remember that as soon as I got into the fandom, the first person I talked to asked me as the first question, Opinion on Priscilla? And I'm like, dude, I just came in. Just let me settle down and we'll talk. But anyway, I'm here now and I'm happy to have what I have. Yes. And I also hope you had fun, fellas. See you next time.